Welcome to the podcast we call Soul Chaser, featuring stories from the book by the same name, Soul Chaser. This is Jordan Rich, and by my side is author Lauren Decker. We want to spend time with you today at soul level, awakening our spirits to the simple and beautiful idea that God is love and love is everywhere. And now, today's installment of Soul Chaser. Hello again, everyone. I'm Jim Deering, bringing you what is probably the last of Lauren Paul Decker's stories in this series, here on Soul Chaser, the podcast. Stories with a purpose, about how God shows himself and his grace in everyday things. We began sharing Pastor Lauren Paul Decker's stories way back in January of 2019 and we've published 257 individual stories over these past years. One each week. Lauren has been ill with Parkinson's disease for all of this time, and yet he continues to be active with his church and podcasting. More about that at the end. I've had the pleasure of being a close friend since Lauren was graduating from college. It was a very long time ago. I've also had the honor of editing two of Lauren's three books. Lauren and his wife Amanda are both terrific people and are deeply committed to their family and to the Lord. Lauren's books, Soul Chaser, Rufus, and I Love You Church, are available at fine bookstores everywhere. And all 257 of his short stories will continue to be free here on Podbean. Today's story comes from the end of Lauren's book, Soul Chaser, published early in 2018. In this story, Lauren praises his wife, Amanda, and she in turn praises him. Together, they praise the Lord Jesus Christ, the Spirit, and the Father God. Today's Bible verse is from the Old Testament book of Proverbs, chapter 1 and verse 10. A truly good wife is the most precious treasure a man can find. Lauren's story is up first. Summer is over. The calendar says it's still around for a while, but you can feel it in the air. It's over. The long, hazy days of ice cream shops and lemonade stands are behind us for another year. We made our annual trek the lake again this summer. That is where we make our finest memories as a family. We cut two weeks out of our busy calendar and head for our vacation destination. The Ford packed to the gills with Deckers. We then journey to the place we know time will be irrelevant for 14 long summer days and nights. Monopoly games will extend far into the wee hours of the morning because sleeping in is the only plan for the next day. Once during each vacation, Amanda and I get away for a night out as a couple. We treat ourselves to dinner at an expensive restaurant. We have garnered a list of favorites over the years, leaving the kids at home the older ones watching the younger. I am sure on these evenings 
that I am out with the loveliest of ladies by the lake. We sit across a small table for two, and I am torn as to which view is the most beautiful. The one outside the window, or the one across from me? My dark Irish wife. I do know this. I married above my station. I outkicked my coverage. I am so blessed, and on these special nights, I count my blessings. Stopping at one. Amanda. Afterward, back at the vacation house, I serenade her to sleep. Now, I'm no singer, so I use a soundtrack of lullabies coming from the tiny speaker on my smartphone. Neil Young, Buzz Skaggs, and Fleetwood Mac. Helpless, Harbor Nights, and Songbird fill the night to overflow. They are my staples, and I often surround those three melodies with a variety of other dreamy numbers. She smiles, pleased with my playlist, now more asleep than awake. Last night, True, my second youngest son, was awake most of the night with a severe cough and breathing difficulties. I dozed in short snatches, but Amanda did the yeoman's work of comforting and caring for our little boy. It is times like these when I find that she is the most wonderful and beautiful to me. She has no makeup, no fancy dress. She just is who she is. Black hair falling on strong white shoulders, a tassel of toddler in her lap. She loves her children, and I'm a fortunate man who shares them with her in this loving family atmosphere. It is the year filled with these life moments that causes me to look across a candlelit table with genuine wonder on our evenings by the lake. I want to keep her forever. I tell myself, and then I tell her. Yet, we were an unlikely combination at the start. By most accounts, we should not be. I believe I will now yield the laptop to let her tell you how this came to be, and how we came to be inseparable. And now from Amanda. I met Lauren at a neighborhood outreach in our town. Lauren was on the back of a truck, which served as an impromptu stage. He was speaking to a crowd of onlookers. Storytelling, as he loves to do. The message was hitting hearts, my own included. I remember thinking, this guy speaks like a favorite author of mine. Little did I know he would someday be a writer himself. I lost touch with him after that until he began attending my church some time later. One day, a friend from church approached me and mentioned Lauren was looking for a nanny. As a single dad of five, he was hoping to have reliable child care, especially for his three youngest children. My first reaction was to refuse the offer. I was quite happy working at a local daycare and going to college. I have many siblings and had always taken care of them as well. I didn't 
really want to take on a job with longer hours, less pay, and more diapers. I said no thanks and didn't think of it again until weeks later when Lauren approached me and asked me directly if I was interested in this offer. I immediately spat out the words, I'll pray about it, as a way to say no, and left the conversation as quickly as possible. Back home, I felt a little guilty because I knew Lauren was a pastor and would probably ask if I had prayed about it. And I couldn't lie and say I had prayed about it if I really hadn't. Well, moments later, I was praying and telling God if he wanted me to do this job, I would do it. As soon as I said the words, I knew the answer. The next week, I was giving my two weeks notice where I worked, and soon after that, I began a journey that had changed my world forever. After working for Lauren for several years, I knew he was the guy I wanted to marry. I used to tease and say, you could save a lot of money if you just married me. He would laugh and say, that would never happen. I remember telling God I didn't think Lauren would ever come around, and even though I was so sad about it, I felt I should give up the dream of marrying him and move on. It was a very tough decision but one I really felt God was telling me to make. As fall was approaching, I let Lauren know that I would be leaving the position. The kids had grown, and the youngest would be starting kindergarten. There was no need for a nanny, because they would all be in school. He reluctantly agreed. The plan was for Lauren to go on sabbatical, and I would keep the kids with me for the first week. After that, I would bring them to the place he was vacationing, say my goodbyes, and they would finish out their vacation with him, and I would end the position. I dropped the kids off as planned, with a heavy heart, that Lauren never came around, and his chapter of my life had ended. Feeling sad, but like I was doing the right thing. I had even made future plans to go to the mission field full-time. A few days after quitting the position and dropping the kids off, I got a phone call. It was Lauren. The kids really miss you, he said. Can you stop by for one of our last days of vacation to celebrate one of their birthdays? I agreed and stopped by. After the party had died down, Lauren admitted he just didn't want to see me leave. You'd have to marry me to keep me, I jokingly said. I didn't expect the response. Okay, I will. To be honest, I didn't believe it. I thought he was joking. But over the next few weeks, I could tell something had changed. Lauren used to tell me, if I ever fall in love, everyone will know. And that was so true. Flowers, cards, texts, random kind things, you name it. I actually asked him to tone it down a little, because I thought he was just doing all this to prove to me he was serious. And he was. He was serious, and the kindness never stopped. 
having been married over a decade later, and this was written in 2018, he still is that kind to me and his kids. I count myself blessed every day. To this, both Amanda and Lauren say, if you want a successful marriage, find someone whose qualities you admire, and then fall in love with them. In closing from Lauren, my dream at the close of these stories is simple. I pray that you have discovered that life and love pour forth from the perfect heart of our God, the Soul Chaser. They cascade out of heaven on wings of grace and slip gently and silently into the hidden places on the planet where upon discovery we can only smile. Smiles turn to laughter as we grow closer to this source of life who loves us so deeply and beckons us upward, forward, closer and closer until we finally close our eyes and awaken to the beautiful face of Jesus. This has been Soul Chaser. We hope this program has caused you to consider the vastness of God's love for you. Nothing is going to change that reality, but love can certainly change you.